guys. We're back at it with the back at it. Hey guys. This is another Killers All Around Us. This is Justin and Katie. Can I say my name? I mean, I guess it's your name. Yeah, that is. But today we have a special for you. I'm not actually going to be boring you to death. It's going to be Katie. She's yeah. going to do her case today and guess what she's doing? The Elisa Lamb case. So I'm super excited about it. <laughs> so that was your guys' hint last time. It was the elevator. Um, so Yeah. If you haven't seen the elevator video, that's a must. It's going to be posted on there, but it's a must. But go ahead. Let Katie start out the podcast. Sorry. Mm, I won't. Yeah. Telling all about my story. <laughs> on February 19th, 2013, Elisa Lamb, a 21-year-old Canadian student at the University of Columbia, Columbia in Vancouver, Canada, was found dead at the Stay on Main, previously known as the Cecil Hotel in LA. So just for the rest of the podcast, I'm going to just call it the Cecil Hotel, um, just because it's confusing. Um, sure. Her body was found in one of the hotel's water tanks that are on the roof of the building. At least, Wait. yeah. In the water tank. In the water tanks. So, like, Sorry. the other tenants were, like, using the, you know, that for, like, to brush their teeth and uh, drinking water. Uh, cringe. Sick. Sick. Um, Elisa was last seen on January 30th, 2013. So, I'm going to um, kind of jump into some details here. So, Lamb had traveled to L.A. for a trip. So, that's why she was at the Cecil. Um, she had arrived at the Cecil... Um, on January 26th 6th, and was scheduled to check out on January 30th. Um, and then there was just um, a random fact that she mainly liked to travel alone. Hmm. That's sketchy. Because, like, you know, she's a woman. I mean, not to say that women can't handle their own and all, but that's sketchy, you know, for a woman to just be traveling alone like that. For sure. To just be like, you know. And she's in a different country. Not even just a different you know, part of her state. She was from Canada. She yeah. was in California. That's a different country to her. Yeah, and she was, like, a relatively, like, small girl, too. And plus, too, like, we'll get into it, but, like, her mental illness didn't made her even more, you know, anxious and, and paranoid. Kind of vulnerable, too, really. For sure. Oof. Yeah, so, um, when they hadn't heard from their daughter, Elisa's parents called the LAPD and reported her missing on February 1st, 2013. Mm-hmm. She had been in contact with her parents every day while traveling, so this was really unlike her. Yeah. Like, they were like, okay, so we know something's up. And she was checking out the 30th, like, right? The they, 30th? The, yeah, and they knew, like, they, they knew that they were expecting her call, and like, she didn't call. Like, they knew. Like two days, wasn't it, you said? Mm-hmm. Like, like th- she knew. Like, they knew, like, something was up. So, um, her family flew into L.A. to help search so like they were like so you know freaking out they come to LA from Canada um, it was her parents and her sister you know to help mm-hmm. search for um and then um so fast forward to February 15th so 15 days later mm-hmm. um the LAPD released footage of the last known sighting of Elisa um and that's the inf- um, infamous elevator video Oof. um and they were hoping for answers from that that video gives me the creeps yeah 
It's creepy. That's exactly what I said. This video is super strange. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, um, you need to check this out. The footage shows Elisa in the elevator alone doing some weird shit. She was making unusual movements and gestures with her hands and wrists. I mean, at one point in the video, she actually gets out of the elevator and the elevator door stays open despite Elisa pressing every button at one point. Mm. Yeah, I've seen that, like, in the, in the video, like, that didn't make any sense to me, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna jump ahead of you, but yeah, it didn't make any sense. No, like, why at all. Like, the elevator wouldn't close. Mm-mm. No, it made no sense. So the elevator door finally closes after Elisa leaves. Um, due to the door not, you know, allowing her to ride. Like, she kept trying to, you know, get into the cab of the the elevator, and For it wouldn't sure. go. For sure, it yeah. That's go. definitely what happened in the, the video. It wasn't um, going anywhere. Right, so she got, you know, obviously, like, left, and then it was working perfectly fine on the other floors. Which made it even more weird. Right. So, unfortunately, 19 days after, uh, 19 days after that, um, Lamb's lifeless body would be found by a maintenance worker. There have been compl- uh, yeah. So there have been complaints from guests involving the water pressure. Um, there, the complaints were coming in rapidly. Um, they were saying things like that the water had an unusual taste, that it was sweet, um, and it had a weird smell. Um, obviously, the water pressure was really bad. There was black liquid dripping from the faucet. So oh, the hairs on my arm are standing up. Gross. So sick, and and they later do go on to you know try to sue the hotel for that because I just I knowing, yeah, just knowing that. Think that they you know let that go on. I mean, honestly, because you had to be getting complaints for days about the water. Right, right. right. So like, and they were kept pushing it off. So they were like, they were like, oh, so this was like our fortieth fucking complaint about this like so finally they're like okay so the ma- they send the maintenance worker up there to investigate the issue and they found her actually inside one of the water tanks like how he knew to go directly up there and like look for I, I don't know um, she was found floating face up and naked but um, her clothes were actually found fo- floating around her wait so let's note that again face up yeah face up so super weird for like someone that's you know you know, a drowned, a drowned victim, they typically are face down, right? It's not, for sure. you know, it's not something that they, that's normal. I feel like for drowning victims, they are normally found face down. And then you said she was with no clothes? Yeah, she was found naked. Um, her clothes were all around her. So, I mean, it left a lot of questions. I mean, people didn't understand why she was naked. Um, mm. Super, just super odd. Mm. So... Um, after waiting four long months for the autopsy report to be released, so many people were blown away to see the cause of death as accidental. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's nuts. I mean, you guys have to look up images on this and, um, just check out the water tank and, I mean, there's no way that this poor girl, you know, but we're going to dive into it and I'm going to give you all of my details that I got, but it's crazy. The, the water tanks actually, there's like, what, four water tanks up there? And it, it's like something crazy going on because the way that she would have had to get into the the other water tank and all, I don't know. I just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't see it all in my head working out, you know, the way that, that it's been explained. I mean, yeah, well, we're going to see. We're going to see. Yeah, I'm with you. 
Um, so the re the actually the autopsy report showed no signs of physical trauma. So this really kind of threw the case a little bit because everybody was kind of like instantly like who put her in the tank, but I mean that kind of really like there's there's no really physical trauma. Um, I need to know what happened yeah. to Lisa. Um, it, could it have been accidental, a mistake on her part, a possible suicide, a murder? I mean, I mean, I if you were going to commit suicide and you were on this huge building. You think going into the water tank to commit suicide would be your first bet, the first option? You're on the roof of a huge building. I think you would just jump off or, you know, like that wouldn't be my, I, honestly, my first go-to. I'm on the roof of a building. I'm going to jump in their water tank. I wouldn't even know that's what that was. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah, me either. Or even know that it was up there. Personally. I mean, yeah. And especially because, I mean, Elisa had only been there for a few days. Like, would she have really yeah. known like, that she that was, was only up there? Uh, there for a four-day stay, right? Right. Right. So, <clears throat> the next part, um, we're going to talk about how she actually, um, the access to the roof. Um, so, how did she get up there? Um, right. Like, what the hell? <laughs> how did she get up there? Um, so, in the newest Netflix documentary, it stated that Elisa... Could have gotten to the roof by using windows and fire escapes. Yeah, it clearly wasn't an elevator. No, definitely not. Um, however, an employee of the hotel had stated how difficult it would be to access the tower, even if she had made it to the roof. I mean, it's stated that Elisa had terrible vision and didn't have her glasses on that. I mean, in an elevator video. And you could tell in that video because the way she looked at the buttons. Exactly. Like she zoomed in like she can't see. So, I mean, meaning it would be super difficult for her to make it to her final resting place. I mean, how would she have gotten up there and, you know, through the fire escapes and through the little tiny ladders? Like, I'll, if she... Okay, I'm with that, but I'm going to stop you there because... You are a functioning blind person. You don't. Yeah. You, you are prescribed glasses and you don't wear them. You do everything you're saying that you can't do, you do it. The only thing I feel like you can't do without your glasses is really read far away or close up. Well, maybe that's a Elisa, you know. I mean, she was looking really close at those I mean, buttons. I mean, I'm just but... saying, I'm not going to say, you know, that... I, I don't know what her eye prescriptions were. I mean, I don't know if you do, but I'm just saying that... You know, you don't know the case there with the glasses. She could have just been squinting because she couldn't see the numbers. Yeah, I definitely see but what you're she saying. she could be functioning without her glasses and see what's going on around her. Yeah, but the way that they were making it sound, though, like, she, like, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. Because there are some you. people that literally yeah, can't. Yeah, no, I know, definitely. I know a few people that can't see anything. And that's what reports that, I mean, like, she needed her glasses. But then again, you see all of these pictures of her without, without glasses. So, I mean, it should, maybe she had contacts. In, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting to, you know, somebody, a little tidbit that I had heard. Um, right, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, so, she would have to... Okay, so, you know, the employee was saying, how you know, how difficult it would be. I mean, even if she got up to the roof, how difficult it would be to even actually access the tanks. She would have to climb a ladder. Stick with me here. She would have to climb up a ladder to a tank <laughs> platform. Okay? Okay. Then squeeze through plumbing equipment. Wait, like pipes and pipes, cords, everything. Uh, then, okay. then go up another ladder. Like okay. I mean, and these are skinny. I mean, she's bars. up so high. It's a ladder. It's yeah. Bars, right? Yeah. So then, after she climbs up that final ladder, then she finally has to climb the ten foot tall tank. There's no ladder to the tank. There is a tank. I mean, a ladder, but of the tank. So, I mean, th that's a long way for I mean, someone that 
can't, I can't see say, very well. I was about to say, and you don't have your glasses. And I mean, if there's the reports are saying that she needed her glasses really to function, I mean, right? I could see that. And she was in a weird not, place, you, like yeah. And you would, like I said, you wouldn't just know that was there. No, not at all. Like you wouldn't like the way they're trying to say that she navigated. It wasn't like she was like a, a permanent resident. She had been there for days. Like no Literally. way, no way. I, I just wanted to mention too, um, like how heavy the lid would be. I mean, it was twenty pounds. Damn, and she was small. Oh yeah, and she would have been on a ladder. Right. Lopez, which is actually the maintenance worker, he reported that the lid was open. Cops initially... The maintenance worker said it was open? Yeah, he said it was open. Mm. Cops initially reported the lid was closed, but then they retracted their statement. I'm like, oh, how fucking convenient, you know, because obviously it wouldn't make sense if it was closed because Elisa wouldn't be able to close that lid once she was coming in because, Mm -hmm. you know, experts make point that, you know, these tanks are not a swimming pool. They don't have feet grips. They don't have, you know, handles on the inside. Like, Mm. it's just a straight tank in, yeah. nothing so once she would go in she would have literally nothing to support her to even prop up to grab that lid to pull it close and it's a water tank that they use water from so the water levels you know could be anywhere exactly it doesn't necessarily and if it's being used be full it could be almost empty exactly so i'm with you that doesn't you know how would you even get out of that if you got into it like i mean i get that right um, so, however, in Jake Anderson's book, while doing his own investigation, a former L.A. Uh, police officer responded to that responded to the incident reported to him that the lid was closed when they arrived. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was a former PD. So, I mean, he was like, hey, yeah, it was closed. I was there. You know, it was not open. Um, sure. If this was the case, cause of death would um, not have been accidental as a drowning... A drowning Elisa would have struggled to stay afloat and would not have been able to close the lid. I mean, she wouldn't be able to do that. And uh, oddly enough, this was a tidbit that just I wanted to throw into you guys about the maintenance worker. Actually, um, he was the one that had found her. Um, like I said, he reported that it was open. Um, weird, because I mean, like you know, the police did a search you know when elisa was missing they had canines up there they searched several times they never got a hint of her up there her smell so there was a lot of questions was like was she even up there yet they even had a helicopter search. oh yeah oh yeah i mean it was huge i mean this had so much media coverage like it's ridiculous it still does to this day i mean Mm -hmm. i mean it's still popular the videos are still getting views it's nuts documentary exactly people are just longing for more information um, but anyway, so this maintenance worker, his name is Santiago Lopez, mm-hmm. um, and he was actually paid by an anonymous source to leave the country soon after the investigation. Wait, he didn't die? I mean, they let him go, go out of the country, and but the crazy thing is, he hasn't been located since. Oh my god. So he's kind of either off the grid, or maybe they killed him. Who knows? They Jeffrey Epstein. Alright guys, um, so we're going to move on to the elevator video. Oof. This was the video we were talking about earlier. I'm creeped out already. Yeah, it's super creepy. Um, so the video shows a nervous Elisa. She was acting as, as if she was trying to hide or get away from someone. Um, possibly even talking to someone at one point. Um, 
Obviously, hotel management and police say that the film was not altered in any, any way, but if you pull up the elevator video at the 2.58 mark, so if you guys are around a computer, pull it up, um, mark something odd um, happens with the elevator door, so at that 2.52 mark, um, like, it glitches and shows the elevator door, like, halfway closed, like, it looks like you could tell it didn't, the elevator door didn't start at the beginning of the door. It, you can for sure tell. Oh, yeah. You guys gotta check it out and uh, and let me know what you think, because, I mean, you can obviously tell with me. I'm like, wow, they did a shitty job with this. Damn bad job editing, like, I edited it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, either way, it's super weird, considering Elisa could not get that elevator door to close. I mean, but the door clearly opens and closes multiple times after Elisa leaves. Crazy. Um, an internet um, theorist, Cody Fry, proved that the elevator video had actually been edited, either by someone in the hotel or perhaps law enforcement who was, ooh, ooh. yeah, right, who was covering for a fellow officer or someone powerful. Hmm. So what he actually did was. He compared the video that the police had released, and then a copy of the video sped up. Um, the official video was slowed down in certain sections to make up for the missing time that they actually cut out. Mm. So that's why you it looked super slow and like super weird and like it just none of it it didn't look right. Um, yeah, it's also sure. it's also worth mentioning that the sped up version shows Elise's movements looking a lot more normal. What do you think? I mean, we've watched both. Yeah, I actually hadn't watched the sped up version until today, and you can clearly tell like that's that's her normal speed. Like the elevator door opened up quite quickly in the beginning, and it you know she's walking on into the elevator, she's looking down like it's all. Like it's it it's all literally right there. It feels so much more natural. It's 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 like what she would do. Oh yeah, it looks so much more normal. The other video is just like it's creepy. Like you can tell it's not normal. Yeah, I mean, I suggest that you watch both videos just so you can see the difference because I feel like the first one seems so dramatic and so long, like she was just doing this forever, Mm -hmm. but it really wasn't. I mean, it it was obviously the the video was you know. Mess with, yeah, for sure. And I mean, we don't know who did it, but I mean, you know, you know, people are suspicious. So is it somebody in the hotel, or per, like I said, perhaps a law, law enforcement um, mm-hmm. who was either covering for a fellow officer or just someone, and you know, that was powerful. Mm-hmm. Or all of the above. Mm-hmm. Cover up. I don't know. Um, Questions were raised about additional hotel footage and whether police were able to confirm if it was Elisa, uh, if if Elisa walked through the hallway to the fire escape. Um, if additional footage is out there, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, authorities haven't released it to the public, so they don't have any, or they oh, we just don't know. Yeah, at this point, like they they probably do. I mean, there yeah. was they they confirm that there are multiple cameras I mean, throughout the hospital. Right, it's 2013. Throughout the hotel, I would only assume. Yeah. yeah, but the only video that was actually released was the elevator video that had been chopped and screwed. Mm-hmm. Chop, chopped and screwed. Don't sue. <laughs> what did you say? Don't sue us. Don't sue us, sorry. 
So, I mean, that, yeah, but you guys got to check out that elevator video. I mean, that's like, I feel like what really created the whole media, uh, social media hype, mm-hmm. the whole on YouTube and all the conspiracy theorists. I mean, this has made them come out of the woodworks. I mean, people were like, what in the actual fuck? People wanted to know. All like, is, is this paranormal? Is this an accident? Was it mental health? I mean, it could be so many different avenues. It could be. I mean, at this point. What are and you leaning? What are you leaning? It just it just leaves a terrible feeling in my stomach, like, cause I mean I know the rest of the case. I mean I I was totally oh, yeah. found in the in the water uh, the water tank, but like it's it's just horrible. Like it's a terrible feeling in my stomach. I mean I honestly am leaning towards like foul play, and I'm kind of leaning towards could be an accident, could be foul play mixture. Cause like you know, it was, it was a known like the sketchy. The whole, yeah, the whole whole place, like the whole area, was supposedly a bad area. So you mean you think maybe somebody accidentally killed her? Could have been anything. Yeah, yeah. honestly, because yeah. I mean there was no. You said marks on her body, right? Yeah, no. there was nothing. No, on her no body. physical trauma. No physical trauma. That's. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I couldn't say. Maybe somebody just. I don't know. <laughs> well, actually, in the next section that I have for you guys is the theories. So I've kind of given you guys some information, and I'm going to um, give you guys some theories now that have been very popular with the case um, and what people to kind of jump to to try to answer what the fuck happened that night. I and mean, I don't want to know. I do too. I wish I, I could be a bug on the wall. Like, I don't so know bad if for I her. And no, I couldn't just I watch take that. their answer either. Because they're, I don't know. The way they say, ugh. I don't. I don't, be, I don't believe what the Cecil. Let, let me just say that right now. I do not believe the management of the Cecil Hotel. No, that lady in that video was creepy. In that movie, she was creepy as fuck. She, was creepy she as looked hell. like she was hiding something. Like, and she was like laughing and giggling. Yeah, the, creepy the, as fuck. Like, uh, like are you a ghost, man? Ma'am. Because you're creeping me the fuck out. That like. So. Okay. So the first theory is accidental drowning. So this is actually, you know. Her autopsy stated that the cause of death was accidental drowning. Um, I put this as a theory because I, it's not fucking true. I don't take it as the answer. Either, no. So I'm glad it's just a theory. Right. Um, the LAPD had theorized that she went up to the roof alone, took off her clothes, climbed to the tank, and drowned. Wait. So, so she, she took her clothes off and got into the water. And then and got into the yeah. There were, I think in their mind they were like, oh yeah, she went like skinny dipping like on why vacation. Why would she have her clothes inside the tank? Exactly. I mean, dumb. Can just you, dumb. I, I need the LAPD to answer that. Come on. They ain't answering shit. Why the fuck would she have skinny dipped and took her clothes off and took her clothes in the fucking tank? Yeah, and she she wouldn't have went up there. I don't feel like unless somebody either provoked her or something happened there. So she I, was killed beforehand. They and they dropped her. Is what I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm with you when you write. But the crazy but the crazy thing about the autopsy though, it wasn't released for six months. So her parents, you know, can you imagine like going and her family, her sister, like what they went through knowing that? I mean, they didn't. I mean, they didn't know. They didn't right. know what was going on. They, I'm sure they heard all the hype on the internet. You know how people are. I mean, mm-hmm. they're vicious and, you know. Uh, and people probably say the worst things. Like Six months of probably absolute hell. Just waiting for answers. Waiting. And then, okay, so 
the autopsy reported that she had no drugs or alcohol in her system um, that would have caused her to accidentally fall into the tank. So I think that was important to realize because, I mean, people actually went on a big rampage. It's like, oh, she was, you know, fucked up. She, you know, she must have went up there and, like, was so fucked up she was intoxicated and fell over. Yeah, right. Right. And people actually started to believe that. First off, how did she just accidentally fall over? She would have had to open the fucking tank lid. Open it up. You can't just fall into something you climbed through to get to and opened a lid. Exactly. You can't. You can't do it. It's not an accidental fall lid. Yeah. I mean, that's... And if she accidentally fell in, wouldn't she have hit something? Something? I mean, mean, even if she wouldn't have hit something, why would she have taken her clothes? It just doesn't make sense to me. Their Their theory does not make sense. But so that yeah, but I did want to put that she was not on any drugs or alcohol because I thought that was a very negative um, light to shine on her because she was a great you know girl and like I feel like that's shitty like she's she's passed away now and like she was not on drugs she was not drunk I mean not that either one of them I'm not judging anyone that does either you know drinking alcohol whatever but at the end of the day like she was not yeah she was not um. The cause of death was changed from undetermined to accidental days before it was re- released to the public. Um, this was a huge thing here. The police department can overrule a coroner's cause of death. So just keep that in mind. A police department can overrule a coroner's cause of death. So the coroner had put undetermined. My mouth's on the table. Exactly. So then the the coroner, you know, they obviously put undetermined. But if the police department comes in and says, no, the evidence points to this, I want you to change it to that, they have the authority to do that. I don't fucking believe the LAPD. Yes. Fucking. Days before they released this. What the this. hell? Days. They, what do they think? Oh, fuck. We got to get our shit together. On the actual report, wasn't it like... um scratched out or something literally with a pin it wasn't even like say a second report done it was like literally oops scratched this one out and then wrote it over here and checked this one no literally it was like the most compelling evidence it was like they didn't even try to white out it or anything they marked it out with a pin initialed it so it looked official um i'm I'm just like i can't fathom yeah, so the man that, um, the corner. Official. Can you even do that on, like, fucking a check? <laughs> right. <laughs> For real, Something though. Something you're taking to the bank? Like, I don't even understand. This fucking coroner's report and LAPD is the most... Shiesty shit. Yes. Shiesty. So, Elisa is, like, coroner. Like, um, he gave some really compelling evidence and insight um in jake anderson's book gone at midnight i really recommend this book i just it was like 13 hours it was an audiobook i listened to it i I really liked it and i got a lot from it um so you guys definitely need to check that book that's where i got most of my information from yeah i i like the vibe of it i heard a couple chapters or a little bit of it every here and there and i like the vibe of him yeah i mean he was really trying to like nail down every piece like he really devoted his like life to trying to find he quit his job at one point i mean this dude was devoted and he was devoted um Keep in mind, though, that the coroner was being sued for falsifying an autopsy. So, this ended up being Elisa that they actually got him for that. Yeah. For, so, wait. Falsifying so, he falsified 
Elisa's corner. Yes. Yes. So that's my whole thing is how are you going to get mad at this corner for falsifying this autopsy when you made him do it? They, what the? Like, what the fuck? You put him in the most shitty situation. That's crazy as hell. Like, I just don't understand how that's even legal that the LAPD first off can make the coroner change Crazy. It, and then they're charging for falsifying the damn document. I wonder why they falsified the damn document. Because the LAPD has the final fucking set. I mean, they were trapping people. Like, obviously, look at that. I mean, he stated that the, the coroner that stated that the cause of death was changed because, I mean... There was literally no evidence of traumatic injury, and she was found in a water tank. So that's literally the only thing they were going on. They're like, no, 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 we're going to mark this out. She was found in a water tank. She's drowned. And he originally marked it as undetermined. Oh, yeah, because he definitely Couldn't questioned fucking it. come with the answer. I mean, and he had it. I mean, they had her autopsy for fucking six months. I mean, I, it sounds like he really did try to he figure out. and fucking needle tooth. I mean, fine tooth combed it. Right. So. I, the only thing I just can't understand is I'm like, uh, well, I, I'm sure after he got fucking indicted, he's just gonna spill the beans. You, I mean, you, <laughs> you would just, think so. He should just spill the beans on the LAPD. Unless they he's made scared. It. Unless he's scared. I mean, that's the only thing. I get you. I'm with you. But I mean, they felt like this was enough to prove that she, you know, drowned. I'm just like, no. That's not. That's not me. enough. Um, or obviously the rest of the world. But okay. Right. And just like we specified earlier, um, he actually goes on to say that he found it very odd. This is like why he, you know, marked it undetermined. He was, this is some of the things that he was thinking. He was like, you know, he found it odd that she was found face up. I mean, most people that drown are face down. So it was super odd to him. I mean, it was weird. Every episode of Law and Order I've seen, the drowning victim is on their stomach. I've never. I mean, that was that's such a, a great thing to hear because, you know, you, you kind of wonder his actual insight on it and why he marked undetermined. I mean, he really, it was hard to tell. I mean, he was really trying to figure it out. Did he go into, like, any further depths of, like, why she would be on her back versus being on her stomach? No, he really didn't. I mean, because I feel like he didn't know. Like, as a, you know, a coroner, like, in his knowledge, like, he couldn't explain it. Like, he, you know, he thought that, you know, science-related, it would have only made sense that she should have been on her back. Like Um, with that. So. I already said that. Yeah. And then another crazy fact, though, Elisa was found with her clothes all around her. Um, so Jake Anderson, that author I was just telling you guys about, he just straight up asked the coroner if he felt like maybe she took her clothes off to possibly make herself lighter. So I've heard that, you know, like maybe she was like trying to make herself lighter. She's like, oh my God. Um, but the coroner stated that the first phases of drowning is panic. So if drowning, Elisa would be too panicked to take her clothes off. I mean, (laughs) I mean, the evidence suggests that she was dead before she was even put in that tank. Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what he said verbatim. Because, for one, I mean, that's just crazy to think. Why would you be undressing while you're drowning? Because that's, that's not something you're even going to be able to Worried do. about. I mean, when you're gasping for... I mean, that's what... You, you wouldn't even be able to get a shirt or... It's wet, first off. Have you ever tried to take a wet shirt off? Right. That's and, not easy. And then you're going to be in the water doing it, drowning? No. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's that. like the corner. No. Like, you could just tell he was really trying to give it up. He was, like, super annoyed by it. Like, no, and, this is why. Like, this doesn't make said, sense. And then he said she was dead before she hit the water? 
Yeah, so that's the next part I'm about to go into. So the evidence suggests that she... This is the same sentence. I'm going to read that back to you again. So the evidence suggests that she was dead before she was actually put in the tank. So he, he says that, that, you know, the evidence suggests... So that's why he put undetermined. Um, the coroner stated that there... This, like, gives me cold chills, this statement. Wait till you hear this one. This is the last sentence of this, you know, section, this theory. Um, the coroner stated that there was no water in Elisa's lungs at all. Um, that besides a very small, very minimal um, amount of accumulation of fluid in her pe- parallel cavities, there was literally zero evidence that proved that she actually drowned. So besides a very, very small accumulation of fluid, which is not the case. I mean, when they say when people drown, it goes all through your nose, your mouth. You have water all through your, you know, everywhere. I've almost she drowned. She didn't have that. I've she, almost drowned. You know. Should I have too? You are getting water all in your lungs. Yeah. That, that you're freaking not, out. You're healing. I've literally almost drowned. Yeah. In a you pool have. of water. Yeah. <laughs> I was a kid, guys. So laugh all you want. It's fine. We'll give you that. It's I'll fine. give. I'll give you that. I almost died, but it's whatever. But no, that that isn't. First off, I was when I was drowning. I was not thinking. Oh, let me take off my swim trunks to get lighter. Maybe you were I'll like, be able oh, to fuck, swim. Oh fuck! I don't want to live. That's not something that even crossed my mind. And then. No, I'm like breathing in water. You're when not, you're drowning, you're breathing in water. You're not going to be worried about taking your fun clothes off, like you AKA said. Wet, wet having clothes. water in your lungs. Yeah. So drowning. <laughs> that's what's that's what drowning is. Having water in your lungs and dying. So I mean that that was the cause of death, and I'm just mind blown at that. I'm just like fucking dumb. They didn't want to investigate. They did it way too quick. It's a fucking slap in the face. Like, how are you going to say she drowned? She didn't have water in her lungs. I just, I just hate it. I hate it for her and and for everyone. Because, I mean, even if if this is just one case, I'm sure there's millions of cases probably like that. The LAPD and other police departments have even oh, yeah. covered up. They're so crooked. And so, I moving on to the next year, I did just want to kind of do a trigger warning. Um, it's about mental health. So, if you're not prepared to listen to that right now, or you're not in the headspace to listen to this right now, then just wait and come back and listen, because it's not worth it. Um, But the next theory is, like, kind of ties into, like, her mental health struggles. Um, Elisa had recently been diagnosed with bipolar and depression. Um, According to her parents, Lam had no history of suicidal attempts. So, I mean, she hadn't tried to do it before. I mean... Yeah. That's something to say. Like, I don't feel like, you know, you just go on a trip and think, oh, I'm going to commit suicide. Yeah, no, I mean, especially not on, like, a vacation. Yeah, trip. no, and she was buying gifts for her friends and her family when she got for back home. Like, she was planning to go back home. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, she was actually on four medications and to help manage and treat her disorder. Um, she was on Wellbutrin, Lamactol. Seroquel and affects her. So, I mean, yeah, so she was on four different medications. So, um, keeping up with that is a lot. I mean, she was 21. I mean, mm-hmm. she was struggling to find her. You know what I mean? She was struggling to find herself. So, she was having a really hard time. Mm-hmm. Like, and then she was trying to. Yeah, me too. And, like, she, she just was trying to understand, like, 
why her all of her friends were succeeding and going on and she was just she was just stuck. stuck. Mm-hmm. She was just stuck. Um so but Elisa had been get, begun blogging in 2010 on Blogspot. Um the blog name is Ether Fields. Mm. Um, she uses blog to post fashionable clothing and images, you know, as a, you know, a girl, you know, we love that shit. Um, but mainly what Elisa uses for was, you know, to talk about her, you know, her struggle with her mental illness. Mm. A lot. I I guess she was getting, getting it out that, you know, better than just like keeping in those emotions. That's, that's. I'd say better to get it out. Yeah, and she and she loved to write. That's the whole thing. Like, like you read some of her writing. Like she was so passionate. Like when she wrote. Like you know, it was just it was beautiful. Like I think she could have went on to you know write really really good stuff. So it's really sad if you know if you go check out that stuff's still all out there. You can check it out. Mm-hmm. I I definitely browsed through it and. It's it's sad as someone that struggles with you know mental health issues like. It's hard to see somebody else facing some of the same things that you have, and she really pushed through it. I mean, like, she was, like, trying to deal with the shit. She was on medicine. She was trying to do her thing. But but she used the internet as, like, her outlet. Right. And she said that openly, though. I mean, we all do. We all Facebook now. I mean, it's 2021. We all use different social medias to let that outlet out. Like, we do murder podcasts. Exactly. You know... Shooting the shit podcast. But she was different. <laughs> right. But she was different though. Like, you know, most people were like, don't like to admit that, that like they rely on social media, but like she voices so much like on her Tumblr, on her blog that she needed it. She needed that social. She, she couldn't do that in person. She needed that in her life. And mm. it's really, it gave me cold chills just thinking about that. It's yeah. so sad that she was so desperate for a connection of some sort. You know, her friends yeah. were going off. We can all relate. I mean, we've yeah. all been that age. Like, but then you add all the disorder on top of it. It just, mm-hmm. it makes it, you know, that much more difficult. Right, right. Um, so this is where the theory comes along that she must have been in a manic state and committed suicide. And that's kind of a slap in the face. To, yeah, to me too, because I've definitely been in a manic state and yeah. I don't feel like committing suicide is in part of that manic state to me. Yeah. I mean, I've literally been in that state. So that's not something that crosses my mind during the manic phase, maybe in a different phase during the depression, but. Well, and not only that, but like the way that they're doing it is like they're stereotyping pe- the bipolar, like the uh, the mental health you know the mm-hmm. mental struggles they're stereotyping yeah. them so you think that like oh these people they had a crazy mm-hmm. episode and you know i i'm i'm bipolar like you don't have those crazy right. intense i'm out of my mind moments like yeah there there might be hallucinate uh you know all, all that stuff i mean it's crazy but not not like that you know what i mean like not that she was in a manic state and committed suicide I mean, it, I mean it, it, it's I not a bad theory. Happen. That's it what I said. Happen. That's exactly what I said. I said it's not a bad theory. Honestly, it could happen. And I mean, just like if you say, like, take the first the first elevator video that we've talked about, the slowed down original elevator video that was released. If you take that for what it is, I mean, you could kind of, I think, see that's what may be going on. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's it's weird, and, I mean, you don't really see anybody else in the video, and 
It's it just, just looks a bunch super of, yeah, creepy. Bunch of strange things are going on. Right. So I mean, I guess you could really see maybe from that and look, just look at that for what it is face value. Maybe yes, but honestly, I mean, you'd have to think about the days prior to what what she was doing prior. Right. Like her posts prior to what she was she was literally buying gifts for people, like you said, and yeah. stuff like that. That doesn't make sense. It literally like, does not it make sense. Make sense at all. But at the same time, though, you have to understand people that have a disorder. You know, so you have your ups, and then all of a sudden you're down. True, I know. I so can yeah, to that. so you have to. You have. That's, that's why I said you know it's not a bad theory. And that doesn't change from it. Well, it doesn't. It does change from day to day, but it literally it can change in, at any in moment. A oh yeah. It doesn't even have to be like something significant that happens. A minor thing. Yeah, I. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. You know. I know. Me too. So it's like you know. I. I hate this. So, okay, there's two different theories that I have for you guys. I mean, not theories, but, like, with the mental health struggle. So, if she was on her medicine, you know, and she, mm-hmm. you know, and just recently started taking it, um, some of the side effects associated with the medication she was on could explain confusion, um, worsening depression or suicidal thoughts, nervousness, and anxiety. Um, Those were the side effects? Yeah, of the medicine. I mean, those are the side effects for almost every medicine, though. To be honest, in that category. So yeah, range. that's what I'm saying. So like, when you see those videos of her, I mean, that could explain. I mean, so I'm not saying that Elisa was not struggling with her mental health. I definitely feel like she was. Was that her cause of death? I don't want to pin it on that. Like, I feel like it was a downfall for her because she mm-hmm. did struggle with it and it made her vulnerable, like you said earlier. Right. But still, it just sucks because I feel like in that video you can somewhat see her struggling i mean she pops out of that video like she's not in her right mind and then i mean if you haven't seen the video this is another spoiler obviously she's like doing some type of like walk around in a yeah that's that's what's weird to me because she's doing some sort of like a and then she like jumps out oh uh, what is it obsessive compulsive disorder you know like you have to do certain movements for shit and then, I mean, I don't know if that was maybe part of maybe why she pushed all the buttons. Yeah. That could have for been sure. part of why that, too. I mean, I, I don't know, honestly. And a lot of people that are bipolar have those type of things happen. I mean, yeah, I it's mean, crazy. I so Me, I too. Me, too. So, effects are, um, this was one of the medications she was on, um, can be difficult when first starting it. So when she first, you know, when you first started, I'm not saying her because I don't know what her situation was, but when you first started, you can actually feel more anxious and depressed at the beginning stages of the medication. So like literally right when you start taking it, you feel like you really are ready just to end it all. I could see it. And then all of a sudden you see a light at the end of the tunnel. So you have to kind of make it through that phase. But I'm just saying like if she was at that beginning stage, she could have and was already and like mm-hmm. a very depressed state yeah. it was like could have been you know very bad timing like but then you'd have to go back to thinking did she just get her medicine refilled while she was on this trip right she's been on this trip for four days now at this point they don't have any other footage they've released from the hotel from her you know was she acting like that prior to this see that's that's where i Go back into my web sleuthing and like, you oh, know, yeah, my, for sure. my brain here. I'm like, no, this is still kind of sketchy. <laughs> but for I'm, sure. I'm going to go with the mental health and then let you go with the second part. Because that, yeah. like I said, I mean, it could happen. I could, right. I could see it. For right. Sure. 
So let me like finish up that last little part there. So meaning if that she if she just recently had been diagnosed and put on that medication, like I said, the she would experience some extreme depression and anxiety with all the other side effects. You know what I mean? Not you don't know which ones. Nine. Right. Yeah, I got you. Um. The and then the crazy thing to think and that's crazy because I do it. It sucks. You know. Maybe she was on her trip. You know. She hadn't taken her medications and actually the autopsy. You know. She actually had it in her liver, and that showed that she actually hadn't taken it in a few days. You did say she had nothing in her system. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask earlier. Well, by nothing wanna... they meant like like more like in a like a like something that's going to make her like pass out or whatever. Shit, no, none of them are that she's on. But I, I don't quote me on that. But I don't think any of them are. Okay. Um, I mean, I didn't Google any of them. Honestly, so I don't know. But yeah, like. I mean, it's crazy to think that, like, you know, she's on her trip. She's trying to just have a good time, whatever. She talks about how shitty her laptop is. You know, the the Wi-Fi at the Cecil is awful. That's her only source to talk to people online. Her outlet, her getaway. She had lost her phone or broke it. I can't remember what happened. Yeah, I mean... But she was so excited. She, you know, she wanted to get out. She wanted to go to, um, I can't remember what they call it, but it's like a little, oh, a speakeasy. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. Like uh, Riverdale. Yeah, like she, like she wanted to get out and like see that social life, but like her illness, she, like many of us, it keeps you, you mm, held really, back. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Reserved. You don't want to go really even talk. You might want to go. But you don't want to really associate with anybody. You want to conversate. You just want to, you know, maybe have your own time. I've been there, too, so. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, so if she wouldn't have taken her medication, I mean, for a few days. I mean, these medicines, these medicines, I I can personally first say, like, I take two of those. Like, if I don't take my medicine right... I literally start feeling nauseous. I want to throw True. up. I feel like mo- like motion sickness. Like I can't move. And um, so that just goes to show you, like, but I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't go through phases where I haven't I haven't done the same exact thing that you know maybe she has. You know, Stop maybe she ran out and she was on her trip and she was like, well, I'll get it when I get back. And then you don't realize how bad you need it. Yeah. You know. Uh huh. Until shit starts hitting the fan and then you're like, oh fuck. No, I should have got my medicine. I've been there, for sure, and I called the doctor in a panic. So I've definitely been there, ma'am. <laughs> so the police ruled out suicide for the cause of death, obviously due to the lack of evidence. Um, but this was one of the big theories here. Um, it's theorized that if Lamb was planning to take her own life, she wouldn't have dived into that water tank. Because like I said. Duh, that's dumb as fuck. Why the fuck would she get in the water? The water. She had really no clue that that's what that even was. She didn't even know that's what that was. And then she's on the roof. Why wouldn't she just jump off? If, honestly, guys, if I'm suicidal, I'm on... A thirty thousand foot story building. Oh, that didn't make sense, but you <laughs> know, cool. I mean, no, general, it's higher than that. But no, that's my I whole point, off. and that's my whole point. Like, um, Jake, An- Jake window. Anderson, the author of this book. I-, I know I've stated at least seven times, but he actually stayed at the Cecil Hotel, and he stayed on one of the floors that actually Richard. He stayed in the room Richard Ramirez had stayed in. <laughs> I'm about to run out the room. I hate Richard. Literally, Ramirez. literally, the Stay Night Stalker. Oh 
god. Literally the uh, Night Stalker. Guys, that's a little snippet that's coming out. Of, we're going to give you a little bit more information. He did stay there. I'm going to tell that. I hate him. That's in the next section I hate, here. I really, really hate the original Night Stalker. Him, Richard Stanky Chops. Yep. <laughs> we got that one from Morbid. But stanky. <laughs> we're Morbid fans. Stanky through mouth. Through. But uh, yeah, he's ooh. sick. And um, he says that Bad he... He could feel himself like as he went towards the window, and it, he couldn't explain it, but it was something that was calling him out to jump. To jump out the to window. To jump. He was just feeling like a force, like attracting him to just want to do this. And I mean, this floored people. I mean, like people really were afraid that this place was haunted. So that brings me into my next section: is actually the paranormal Pause. section. Pause before we go into the paranormal. Yeah. Does does this guy have any? previous suicidal tendencies or anything like that the author that you were just talking about i mean yeah i mean not no i mean i don't know exactly about suicide but i mean all three of us i mean him me and elisa we all were bipolar and depression and anxiety all three of them we were the same Mm. so i mean i'm not saying that he wasn't go to the cecil uh, that's not something we can do. Well, my whole thing is I don't want to stay at the Cecil. Oh, no. I just want to see it, you know, because I'm so attached to this case. Maybe now. I want to be I want to be closer to Elisa, and I, I know that sounds really morbid, but like I like that's so fucked up how they did her, and I just feel yeah. like somebody like and like knows, and honestly, I think somebody knows. It pisses me off. Like we have. Um, Somebody, a, a really close friend of me and Justin's that passed away in Indianapolis, Indiana, and her name was Angie Barlow, and we'll eventually touch on her case. Yeah, that's just, it's hard, and I just... It's mm. a personal case to both of us, and um, we have a lot of crazy information to release to you guys, um, but the reason why I'm bringing that up is just because this case is kind of like that for me. Um, this is a personal case for me. Um Mm-hmm. It's I mean, just it's it's a lot, and I can relate. And if you've I been listening. I could. I mean, you should understand why exactly. So, but anyway, so look out for Angie Barlow's case. Um, if you guys want to get a head start, you can. That's not gonna be for a while. That's not the next thing. Some audio clips and hell yeah, maybe more uh, screenshots and other things on that one that I have personally that he that. interacted. Okay, so let's. We're not, we're yeah, not, we're not going we're into not, that. Don't spoil. Don't yeah, spoil. we're not spoiling because we got some great shit with that. We interacted let's, with people. Let's so. get back to the case at hand. Exactly. Sorry, guys. Dangerous. Yes, let's show respect back to her. Um. So, like I said, the paranormal aspect, people really, really dove for this one. You know, the the conspiracy conspiracy theorists love I'm this shit. Theorist, Me too. So. And and the, the creepy video, and no, they had that video in the video, and it was like, you know, it was like creepy and shit, like. They really played that shit off like they wanted it to be either fucking mental health or paranormal. Those were the two things they were leaning towards. I mean, hey, I told you what my guesses were, but you might convince me because I am um, a conspiracy theorist, you know. I believe in a lot of conspiracies going on, you know. Me too. You know how we are. We're we're not for certain about nothing. Mm -mm. So anyway, so... Let's talk a little bit. This is kind of further down the line here, but let's talk a little bit about the Cecil Hotel. Uh, Yeah, let's talk about it. So, the Cecil Hotel has a grim past and a lingering one. Well, you said the Night Stalker lived there. Right, and that's what I'm about to dive into here. The hotel was built in the 20s during the Great Depression. Shit. And it never 
recaptured its original market. So originally they wanted, you know, the fancy people and the life and all of that good good shit and mm-hmm. and it just Yeah. Yeah, and it just never happened for them because shit hit the fan. They were just trying to make it. Um they eventually did to become known as Skid Row. Um, so if you look up the case, you will see that um, it's a rough place. I mean, at the hotel has a million suicides, a million drug mm-hmm. overdoses. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's been reported that almost every uh, someone's died in almost every room, and there's over six hundred rooms at the Literally. hotel. Even if that's an exaggerated amount, you have to consider that's a crazy statement to make, and that was made by someone, and that worked at the hotel. Literally, I could not. 600 rooms and everybody, somebody's died in everyone. Yeah, and like I said, even if she was just, you know, being dramatic, even if only 200, 100, like that's That's a a fucking lot. That's a lot. I mean, nuts. But I guess if you think about it, 1920, that's 100 fucking years. So many years. And I thought that too. I'm like, well, it's been around so long. You know, in my original notes, I put, I mean, anything that old. It's gotta have history. And it's like been a boarding house. Like people live there and drugs. Like it's been like. For people that are struggling. And poverty. Yes, it's been like that type of housing. It's not been like a luxurious hotel, right? Like, or oh, is no. it part of it a hotel? Well, no, the crazy thing about it is it's actually known as like a quote, quote, boutique hotel now so like it's i, I don't it's i have a stay on main right stay on main so like i haven't looked like actual pictures of what it looks like now but they're trying to make it look like you know like it's super fancy like you I know dare. you know so but they still like bored people and live let them live there don't for they? sure yeah for sure and like they've actually thought about making the whole building um like blown. a resident like low income resident my building. mind is blown how are you fucking saying half of this is a nice hotel and half of this is a low income house what are you please determine what the fuck you want to be today what are you bro i just don't understand yeah, and like, so like I told you, your favorite dude, uh, Ricky, is that what they called him? Fuck Ricky Ramirez. Um, and another serial killer, um, he's not as well known, but he's just as crazy because I heard about him in the book. Um, his his name was Jack Un- Unterweger. Sorry, I don't know how to say that. Um, Unterweger. Unterweger. <laughs> um, they both stayed at the hotel while they were actively on their killing sprees. So, like, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to go kill a bitch. And then go back to the Cecil and go to bed. Huh. So. So, who knows what they did. If, like, they brought anything back. I, I don't know. But I just creepy that he slept there. Uh-huh. I'm going to end up going into Ricky, obviously. Stinky. But that's crazy to me. Because, I mean, uh, the other one, Jack Unterweger. 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 I don't. I've never even heard about this guy, but he was active too while he was staying there. Oh yeah, yeah. But it was different times. I mean, like I said, this was fucking. This hotel was in the twenties. Yeah, yeah. So you have to look into it. I didn't dive super deep into Jack, but I was just super creeped out by uh, Richard Ramirez. So I just kept it pushing because I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, bro? Because that's some creepy ass people right there. You don't want to <laughs> fuck with serial killers. When they name you a serial killer, I'm good, bro. Like. I, Jack, I don't even know what all you did, but I know that you went from place to place and killed people. That's mm. enough for me. That's enough for me. Now I'm curious. I'm fucking Yeah, dive in. Up. So, anyway, so 16 suicides have taken place at the hotel. 
16 suicides. Sixteen, so that's not including drug overdose. That's just suicide. That's just like I'm gonna kill myself. Just suicide, and so many people reported that they heard shit. I mean, they they felt forces that made them want to do that. I mean, but can you imagine the the spirits that would be in that building? I mean, it was so old. Suicides. That's crazy to me. Sixteen, and I looked that up actually, like year to date, because I was curious to see. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah, no, I was curious. Like I looked it up year to date, and it's still at sixteen. So I'm happy. Hopefully it stays low as we can fucking keep it. Yeah. Um, Stay away from fucking Cecil Hotel. Yeah. So let's get into it. Like here. So Lamb was initially assigned a shared room on the fifth floor. However, roommates complained um, about what the hotel's lawyer would later describe as certain odd behavior. Hmm. Yeah. And Lamb was moved to a room of her own after two days. She was moved to the 14th floor, reserved for long-term residents. Why was Elisa up there? And they openly admitted that to to them. They they told them. Jake Anderson went in and he told them. He said, I want to stay on the 14th floor. Right. Because, you know, he... Was investigating her. And he wanted to. Yeah, he wanted exactly. He wanted to relive those moments. The they they told him that the fourteenth floor was reserved for long term residents only. So people that were actually living there. So why would they put her up there? Had it been like that in two thousand thirteen? Yeah, yeah. So why would they have put her up there? That's super weird. I mean, that doesn't make sense. But maybe it's Weird. because it was the only room to, available. I couldn't say only room. Whoa, because that's a big ass hotel. I'm just trying to, I'm just you know what I mean? Like maybe that's the only like single room. You know, she'd have to get like a long term to because it was the only type of single room. You know that they would have available for her. Right, but I mean, I mean I'm just. I know. No, you're right. And no, I feel you. You have to think about it from the other side. Yeah. Um. But so, like I said, let's jump back to the other aspect of it. Um. Could this have been strange behavior, um, from her medication or lack of? Maybe that's what I was thinking too. Or you know, complaints, and then they moved her too. Yeah. So maybe Mm -hmm. she was struggling, you know, with her mental health. Like they tried to specify a lot of different times. I'm not denying that. Um, but like I said, or maybe, but but listen though, babe, like I said though, something paranormal could have been happening to her then. Yeah. As soon as she arrived, you don't know what the fuck she was seeing, especially if she was already vulnerable, like Mm -hmm. spirits attached to that shit. So like crazy shit to think about. They definitely do. So I don't know. Something paranormal could be going on here. Um, with the history in a place like this, it's it's not odd for people to assume it was something, you know, paranormal. Fuck yeah. Especially after seeing that crazy elevator video. They hopped on board. Every like I said, this this case so broad streamed on the media. Um it was nuts. It and it's sad and I can't imagine being a family member that lost lost someone and it be a huge case like this because you hear people just, just come up with oh it. my god it's disgusting things too uh, it's Not just even heart-wrenching theory, it's just saying disgusting things probably because yes. like just going back to angie's mom i mean like her case and stuff like I, just the just the dis- disrespect and disgusting shit people would say to her and she said 
People I just didn't. don't care. Yeah, no, I just, I couldn't. I, I fucking couldn't. Yeah. I would literally just disconnect all my phone. But then again, you know, in that case, you're like, well, what the fuck? What if somebody has actually some news that, you know, I uh, need. Right, I need it. Yeah, information that's fucking necessary. Like, I mean, it's fucked up. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this hotel was so old. I'm not denying the fact that there could be spirits, ghosts, whatever you want to call it, sure. on your terms there. 600 um, deaths. They have 600 rooms. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying everything could be answered to that. Um, but another theory that surfaced on the internet was that Elisa was playing a Korean elevator game. Um, I'm only going to touch a little bit on this because I wasn't. Um, I've heard of this. Super crazy. Um, it's an urban legend that would transport her to another dimension. That's not the first time I've heard this. It's crazy. Yeah, so this game has a lot of crazy rules. You can look them up if you want. Don't do it. I... Every other podcast I listen to about this case, they go into all the crazy details about the case. I, I don't feel like this was about it. I think that, like like Jake Anderson has said in the book, this is these type of conspiracy, conspiracy theorists hurt the case because it took away what really happened to her, and I feel like that was corruption. Well, just tag me next time. I will. <laughs> um anyways like um the game has a lot of I, I'm pretty sure I said this but the the game has a lot of crazy rules do the fourth floor and no, then it, do this and it, then do it's that super, it's super intense. press all the buttons do you, yeah do you have like the real rules because the real rules are like you gotta like push this number the top floor the bottom floor then you go through like all the floors and then it takes you to a portal into another oh yeah and then, and then like you see people and they go into how crazy it is and then and you could die and then you die nuts. or something if you die in the universe you die in real life I mean, that's exactly what I put, though. Sorry. Like, no, it's cool, though. Like, the game has, like, those crazy rules, but several people have played the game and confirmed and it's authentic. They have, pr I'm like, they have, they have been there to say that this shit happened. This know. shit happened. I went to another dimension. This shit happened. It makes it, you question everything. They say if you die in the universe, you die. Fucked up. Why would you do this? And I, like, I'm so scared of, like, paranormal shit and, and stuff like, like that you, so like this like to me was like whoa you have to end up on and oh all yeah that. yeah mm -hmm. and like if you you post like you're supposed to pass a floor and blah blah no, all this um one thing to know is she was not korean she was you know an immigrant she was canadian hong kong so or not or was it chinese yeah so um anyway i don't know i just know i wouldn't be playing that Fuck that. I don't want to go no other world. I've seen it on online and I just... Mm -mm. Yeah, because I mean, conspiracy theorists everywhere went nuts after the elevator video and it made the case nationwide. Yeah. I mean, it exploded after the video. Like I said, um, internet conspiracy theorists thought that they had found the right guy with goth musician Morbid. I don't really want to hear that. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, um, he and Elisa were friends on social media, and Morbid had posted a picture of himself at the Cecil Hotel. Um, the picture turned out to be uh, months old. He was actually not there, so he had actually not been a part of it. So we just want to throw that out there. Just a quick little brief statement. I mean, we I'm not going into his little sob story. All you people that thought that was true, you just, I don't know, you jumped on it too fast. Way too quick. We're not going to say, you know, you're 
gullible because I don't know, but you just jumped I'm on gullible, too, you, and I didn't fucking believe that. Uh, so. I don't know. You just jumped on it too fast because I just never would have thought that in the world because that guy's just doing stuff for obviously likes, basically. Oh, yeah. For so sure. No. For sure. And he was super creepy anyway, so it kind of went with his character, and I think he actually, like egged it on for yeah, a little while and so then, and then he got all you know butt hurt basically about it like and, oh my image no, oh i'm a bad no, person i can't do anything and i am getting every time i go somewhere people I, hate me I, I was so mad at seeing him in that documentary i was like boy bye <laughs> i didn't want to see this shit anyway so like we're not giving him any more playtime. no done next section which i think is the last section it is and that's the last theory it's murder that's the theory i still think me too i want to tell you what i found because i think you guys will all be on my side if i'm you ready feel like it. i haven't looked into this theory too much i've just yeah. you know suspect i just i haven't looked into it and like the info what's out there because this is your case right so. So, in Jake Anderson's book, like I told you, Gone at Midnight, get it? It's great. Um, he theorized that someone else brought Elisa to the roof, like I had, like we said. Um, he doesn't state a sole person. You know, people wish that he would, but but he, like he said, he he thinks that it was something unexpected that happened involving other people, I'll or even or even more than one person, I because it, that, yep. it would take more than one person to do this. It was just an unexpected thing that happened. They didn't something. mean to. It was an accident, but they fucked up and did some crazy shit. Ended up killing her. Mm-hmm. They ended up killing her. Um, but then you gotta go back to the coroner's report. No, there was no cause of death, really. Mm-mm. There wasn't. I mean, it was it was undetermined until they put that drowning in. It was not right. I mean, honestly, or I mean, accidental. And then they said like excrements from her body came out and stuff like sure. that. Sure. So yeah, we'll go into that a little bit too. But yeah, like what the fuck? Weird. I wish you guys could see Justin's face right now. He has like a flat smile. Like ooh, eek, eek. Um. So, like I said, he doesn't stay a sole person. Um, it, it happened to just probably be someone unexpected um, involved in more than one person. Um, he received some unofficial evidence while doing his own investigation. Oh, like, this book blew my mind. I'm trying to read the notes. Go ahead. Right. While investigating, Anderson finds the hotel had a history of unknowingly hiring sex predators. Wait. Unknowingly. So, I mean, they weren't even looking into they it. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah. They, you know, they were on Skid Row. They people didn't <sighs> give a fuck. Up. I threw up in my mouth. Like, I just... Ugh, I hate... Ugh. I Fucking hate weird. I hate that. Fucking hate that, bro. I hate it, too. Um, one um, source actually states that some of Elisa's belongings were found in a Skid Row dumpster. Oh, shit. This information was never made public. So, who knows who was paid, who they told to do that, were forced to do that. They dumped her stuff, whatever. Um, nuts. Wait, so... Her stuff that was in the hotel room? No, yeah, like just random or her stuff shit that she had on her baby. I don't, I don't know. They they didn't go into what it was. It just said some of her belongings. Oh fuck! 
So oh, obviously it wasn't her clothes that she had on. Those were in the tank, but who knows? It could have been anything else that she had taken on that trip with her. I'm going to let you finish, but I want to give you my theory too here. For sure. We can definitely go into that too. the nefarious shit right here. Right? The, yeah. I don't love it. In the fucking dumpster. Yeah. They found her shit. Keep okay. going, please, because I need mm-hmm. all the evidence. I need all the evidence. Right. All of it. So, um, like I said, Jake Anderson, you the motherfucker, because he quit his job. He devoted his life to try to figure out what the fuck was going on with this shit. And it, it answered a lot of things for me. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, so, Christopher Dorner, um, he was a former police officer. Ooh, words are hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he was actually going after. He was in um, warfare with the LAPD. For wrongfully firing him. Uh-huh, I bet. Once they once you once you get turned on, they always wanna tell. Hell yeah. Tell the secrets before you they turn on you. Why the fuck you gotta get shitted on first? Like that's some bull, bro. Like I You should have been I, fessed I, up about I'm the shit. I'm gonna commend you kinda, but not for speaking some truth, but you should have been told right, the truth. Only after you were wrong but I think I think Bye. I think for the most part though he he stated that that was partially the reason why he was termed because he was a good cop you know like they wanted fucking you know cor- there were corrupt people like if I, you're a good I've person heard. like you know well, so that's why he wanted to expose them because he didn't feel like he was that way so I mean I'm not trying to defend him I don't know this whole situation uh-huh. but um anyway so uh Dorner posted an eight. He said that cover-ups and corruptions were common in the L.A. Police Department and that the, the department actually enforced racism and sexism and even went as far as stealing drugs from the cartels and then making those cartels, um, the cartel members then sold the drugs for the police officers. I believe it. You know, so, so crazy shit. They don't make movies like that for no reason. Right. Real shit going on. I mean, and this is a former police officer saying it. He dealt with the corruption and shit and seen it on a day to day and like set up the, you know, the evidence and the shit like that's not out of the way for this police department. That's what I want you guys to understand right now. I mean, they're known for some bullshit. Yeah. Um, not like we're dealing with you know saints here no but what's important to know here is that um the c like that cecil hotel management and the lapd definitely had financial ties um in anderson's book he asked the detective like straight up he was like so what do you think happened like super casual like that like to the detective Mm -hmm. and the detective said oh she had gone up to the roof to go swimming and that an employee had just let her up there. Mm-hmm. This was an indication that the police knew someone was on that roof with her. If you yes. had, like, oh my a God. detective openly said that to this random, this I'm not I'm not trying to be mean, but like an author, author just random dude. Book. He's writing random. a book, sir. You didn't even know that he was writing a book or what? Like, they didn't give a fuck. The case was closed. They didn't give a fuck about that. Oh, my God. I mean... I mean, I'm glad that you did, Loose Lip Larry. Because, Lord, what the hell? Were you just going to spill the beans? I put... I put... If you have a sketchy hotel and a sketchy police department, a cover-up of Elisa Lamb's death is believable. Yes. Sketchy shit. Don't say, oh, that's out of the way. That could never happen. Because trust me, 
your law enforcement and your people that are in charge or in power, they're, they want to take control. They want to be in control. Watch your surroundings. Like, be aware of that shit. People that you think are the almighty or not. Mm-hmm. Like the fucking police. So, no, no disrespect because there are good cops, but a lot of them are shitty. Yes. So. I mean, I've, I've experienced a good cop. Me too, for I'm sure. I'm not going to say her too because it's only been one, I'm pretty sure. But I'm, I've experienced several, several, several shitty ones. So, I mean, I can't even say, you know, that's like something. For that's, sure. That's not out the way. I mean, and I live in this little port. A little Muncie town. A little town, you know. Sucks here. So listen, <laughs> so listen to what else this motherfucker goes on to say. He said, he stated that um, police actually had additional footage of Elisa entering the hotel um, with two unknown men before her death. Duh. I mean, obviously, because they fucked up that video. There's clearly They released that to enforce video. the mental thing uh, yep. to help their case. Mm-hmm. And, told, yeah. but they, obviously, we knew, like I told you, there were cameras all over the hospital. I mean, not the hospital, but the hotel. So, in the video, they appear to actually give Elisa a box, but, I mean, we're not really sure what's inside. Obviously, the cameras didn't capture that, but, I mean, could have, could one of the men have taken her up to that roof? I mean, right? Did, did someone attack her and then throw her into the water tank after the fact? I mean, obviously, the evidence points to that. I mean, now it was said that Elisa was not sexually assaulted. I mean, even though a rape kit was never processed. And just like I told you, Jake Anderson went in on this. He was asking people like, where is this, these rape, rape kit, kit results? Mm-hmm. Where is it? He fought, they told them that he had to file for this certain thing to be able to um, gain mm-hmm. access to yeah. it. They said that the file didn't exist. So there was no rape kit. That, but honestly, if you look, look into like LAPD's rape kit, they're like behind so... They're like, I, I can't even tell you, get you a number, yeah. but they're like so behind. But it, honestly, I mean, it, it's just crazy to me to mean think that they could go and say that she wasn't raped anyway because the way she was found in the water. Like in, when you're in water, your body has like slippage... Like different, like your skin falls off and stuff. Like it's different. It's different stuff that, um, you know, with you with go through being in water. Yeah, right. it's just a simple fact of being in water. You can't always even tell that if somebody's been raped. But just for them to not even have a, a kit processed at all is just boggling my mind right now. I just never even heard that. Yeah, and keep this in mind too. Um there had been several registered sex offenders that had checked into the hotel fuck. during Elisa's stay. Fuck, fuck. Right. So leaving the question open to, I mean, what were the men's intention in that video that was never released to the public that was That's... she was with two guys. But if if uh, I don't understand why that would be the cover-up, though. Like, if it was just two random guys staying in the hotel, why the fuck would everybody cover that up? I mean, I think it's just the ties with um, the Cecil and they LAPD. Death and, Something. Okay, it had maybe. to be. It I had can, to be. I can see that. I mean, it was nuts. So, they had reported, you know, obviously, like I've told you many times, there was no um, 
you know, traumatic injury in her death. Um, but it, it's crazy. She had bleeding from her anus. However, they explained that it was a result of, you know, literally her insides, you know, coming out as like a natural thing that happens. But still, but still, though, my whole thing is, do I write fucking kit to make sure of I that? I mean, but how many days was she in the water? Did they tell that? That should have been something they could tell by the autopsy, you would think. You would hope. How many days she was, you know, unfortunately have to put it that way, but she's been dead, you know? How many days was she dead? You know, like... I, I need more from this motherfucking autopsy. Right. Personally, Give me all of the information. I need more because, honestly, that's not enough information. I don't believe any of the bullshit. How long was she in the water? Like, yeah, I'm sure you can give me a time frame. If the, the police searched in a helicopter, they would fucking have seen the water tank open. That's why I feel like she was not in that tank she when they did those been. initial searches. I feel like she was uh, murdered and then... Sorry, um, I didn't mean to jump to your conclusion here. Go ahead with your theory. But no, you're that's fine. That's just crazy to me. I know. It, it's nuts. But anyways, a fingernail kit, you know, to see if, you know, they could pick anything up off of her fingernails. It was never processed either. So like I said, Jake, he wasn't able to pull that up. Um, but just like you were kind of touching on earlier, um, California, the amount of rape kits that go untested, I mean, are huge. Mm -hmm. Sexual assault is so huge there that rape kits are only processed if a conviction would come from the actual evidence of, you know, the rape kit. Oh, my God. So, I mean, so due to her, you know, Elise's death being ruled as accidental or accidental, I'm sorry, no foul play, um, this made a rape kit non-urgent not necessary right yep. right so elisa was not tested for any sexual assault they have to report exactly or to go on the list you mm -hmm. know um elisa was not um tested for any date rape drugs um i i read something about how um the law enforcement um, pays for so many tests and then the family has to pay for any extra drugs that you want to be tested. That's so, horseshit. Horseshit. When it comes shit. to trying to find a murder, figure out like a murder, like you're going to do whatever the fuck you need to do. Like if that's you think that's it. Yeah. It's awful. So you're telling me. A date rape drug wouldn't be included in an autopsy report. No, like that wasn't one of the main ones. I think they said it covered like five. Like I said, so, I mean, not many at all. Oh my gosh, I feel terrible for women. Yeah, so, so due to no traumatic injury besides, you know, obviously the anal bleeding, um, a pillow to the face could have been possible. So this just made it so if maybe he, you know, talked to Elisa and going back to her room or maybe, per, you know, held her at gunpoint, knife point to get her back to that room um, to then sodomize her and then smother her to then be able to put her in that tank. And I think it was more than just a Cecil employee. I think it was someone other than that. Um, I feel like it had somebody, something up more higher than that. Yeah, it had to be because there. This had to have been a trend that they they said because the guy that talked to Elisa, the security guards that Jake dealt with were cocky. They smiled even when he talked about Elisa. I wish you could see my face. I am uh, disgusted. 
I mean, literally, they were so smug about it. It just is disgusting. I have, I have fucking chills, bro. That is disgusting. Disgusting. Like, I mean, he even went on to say, like, he was like, so uh, did you see Elisa? He said, maybe. Like, these what people the are so nuts. So. Oh, my God. So, I mean, there is that pillowcase scenario. Like I said, that was run back. I, I mean, it's a very, you know, liable case. Um, sadly, we will never know. And even after numerous requests and demands for this case to be reopened, it continues to get rejected. And I'm assuming it's because of the ties to all of the powerful people that are for connected. sure. It couldn't be because of the fucking evidence. Obviously. Because they have goddamn evidence. <laughs> and none of it is pointing to accidental. Like nothing I've heard. Literally nothing. I've heard and nothing. And that's what that's breaks my heart. And like I said earlier, you know, I feel like they used um, Elisa Lamb for this mental health scheme mm -hmm. you know they like to make people think that you know people don't go through this and there's so many people uh, people um, americans that go through bipolar and depression that go undiagnosed yes so so many people go through this and don't even realize so that's why i'm saying reach out to your providers get help if you need it please um it's crazy that the you know, and like I said, Elisa she loved to write. Um, she loved to blog. She really wanted to go on and do that. Um, so on one of her, you know, shortly before her death, she actually wrote on one of her blog pages um, this post here. So I'm gonna read it for you guys. Fear of death is very silly to me. I am reassured that death is something that all things before me and all things after me will go through. When it comes, I will know what it is. I just hope for a chance to say my goodbyes. I am more scared of going before my time without living a full and meaningful life. Fuck. She was 21 years old. Fuck. She was not ready to die yet. Oh my god. And for people to say that this is a suicide, like, after even hearing that, that just, it it just kills my soul, because obviously, no, that's that's not what happened. Like, like she said, I'm, I'm scared of going before my time. Like, she did not want to do that. She was not set on suicide. They should not have ever went that route. No. And it just breaks my heart. So that's, that's Elisa Lamb's case. Um... It's a case that I will always hold dear to my heart. It's like the first case I really dive deep into. Um, and also, too, like I told you guys, you know, with, like, my mental health struggles. And I really could relate closely with the author, um, Jake Anderson and Elisa. So, it's been great. It's been great to research it. And I really appreciate them. You know, it just sucks just sucks that it ended that way it's horrible it's just like it's horrible like i feel so bad for her and um i didn't mention in you know in my in the whole spiel of everything um her parents actually did file a lawsuit you know against um the hotel in regards to it not being safe 
You know, that, that lid not being locked. Windows, that ladder not being locked. The windows are open to where you can just walk up the fire escape. I mean, and there was, like, me and you always talk about, like, there was um, graffiti up there. Pizza Trash. box. Yeah. Like, like, in that video, you seen a pizza box. You've seen, like, beer bottles, all types of shit. Clearly, there's people hanging out up there. Yeah, and you're sitting you here trying to, to tell me that, oh, it's locked by You need to put and... more motherfucking security up there on the roof. You would think, like, a simple ladder lock. So, literally, ladder it would be that simple. Lock. Literally, it would be that simple. And locking the fucking door. Yeah. So, to end this podcast, I got a one more crazy detail to tell you guys about Jake's book again. He goes on to say that eventually... Literally in the next building over, mm-hmm. they will be able to see the tanks and where she died. I mean, that wasn't the initial focus. It's not the Cecil Hotel, but it's just the building across the street, and they will be able to. You could. She see. will be right there, next to that, and it's just creepy to know that <clears throat> you know, you will literally be hanging out, right, like right by where her body was found. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that that is just a horrible story. I mean, it breaks my heart because, like, at the end of the day, like, like I told you, the conspiracy theorist, the the paranormal stuff, like all of that stuff was too focused on in this case, and I think they did that on purpose. Yes, they wanted people to think that she was mental, that it was paranormal, all of that. It all tied in together and. They ran with that. Mm-hmm. They ran with that. I don't agree. Like, I just don't understand how they my, accepted that. Like My theory, especially after hearing that that murder section you gave me there, the, the two men she walked in the door with are the people that killed her. Oh, yeah. They, they obviously either lured her up to the, to the roof to go hang out with her, after, you know, hanging out on the elevator and, you know, making the elevator stop, probably playing with the lady, you know, doing something. Yeah, because she was recorded as being friendly. She was probably, you know, she's a cute girl. She's like, okay, I'll, you know, go up here with you, blah, 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 blah. You know, because in the report, I mean, sorry, in the, in the, um, in the the documentary, Uh yeah, the Netflix, Netflix documentary, they say that literally right off the elevator where she was at is the stairs to go upstairs yeah to the left right yeah literally yeah. right there so it kind right of looks like almost like she she's pulled off to, to that stairs. side like is that and then and then there's the obviously then there's obviously something clipped out of the video because the elevator starts like about a foot into the into the door like the door doesn't even it doesn't even start like normally it starts like a foot into the door. Yeah, like, like it's whoever, clearly something clipped out of there. Whoever edited that video needs slapped in the face. Well, they they clearly needed to edit out whatever the fuck they edited out more than the door looking clear. Yeah, because it was something more, you know, like I said, nefarious going on. I'm thinking those two guys, you know, lured her up to the roof with, you know, something. I'm not gonna say what it was. Just you know, maybe yeah. just a good time. I don't know. Well, and that's just what to they see the roof, just to see the city. And that's Anything. the whole thing. Like they, you know, 
you know, conspiracy theorists, like I told you, they said that maybe, you know, like she, they were like, oh, you know, like you said, do you want to check out the roof? I can let you go check it out. Yes. But the city, but, you can see the whole city from up here and they lured her up there. But the whole thing is, Justin, though, they don't, they're, we're not leaning towards that, though. That's not what happened. She died before she got into that tank. So whether she died out on the roof, she definitely died. Whether she died in that stairwell, whether she died in that hallway, we don't we don't know that footage. I don't I don't know either. I'm just saying she was lured up there to get away secluded, and then that's like I said something something bad happened. Sure, she was definitely um, you know either attacked or something that wasn't reported clearly because. Like I said, when, you know, you're found in water, there's different things that go on, like skin slippage that, you know, you couldn't even, you wouldn't even maybe know, you know, what's gone on because the water's cleared it up and, you, you know, it's, it's ruined been so, so long. much. Wow, so much evidence. It's ruined so much evidence. Yeah. And then the water's going up and down, up and down, filling itself. When people use it. Yes. yes. So, like, it, it's just crazy to me to, to say, you know, but I think, like I said, they threw her in there after she was dead already. Because she couldn't have died in there with no water in her lungs. But I think that if we're all on our toes and we're thinking about this, at the end of the day, what I come back to is the L.A. Police Department came out and searched the roof, the roof, whatever. Um, They are involved somehow. They have to. They were called. They came out. They did the investigation. They were involved in this. Um, Obviously, the Cecil Hotel was involved in this. Yes. It was an employee. I don't think it was the cop. I don't either. The cops were scared to come there supposedly, that's but I think I that but I think that's the whole kick. You know, if they're working together, that kind of fits their dialogue. Why they wouldn't come. Yeah, they're like I'm not going to go there. I don't want There's to get so them in trouble blah blah. blah. There's there anyway like you know exactly why would they you know let the sex offenders house there and then keep coming back and out, you know, coming out with police. They're 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 definitely letting things go on there and mm-hmm. it's just and, bad it's just not good like I, yeah and like jake anderson he actually talked to several residents that like lived you know in the apartment or you know they had and mm-hmm. they just said that it was literally nuts like, like people would just die they wouldn't call the cops they people were so scared to call the police or the police just wouldn't show up i mean because these people were sketchy individuals i mean nuts how do you just not show up what the fuck would they do with the bodies that's my point justin like it's nuts the history of this hotel is nuts and then you add elisa into it it's just like even more makes sense so to me i I, i'm going with the fact that i think it was someone that was like like jake said multiple people for sure Mm -hmm. it had to be he like even if they you know if say they did kill her in the stairwell like how did they get her up to that second tier they had to be more than one person to do that exactly with no marks or you know anything like that on her body yeah she had no physical trauma but i mean i agree that like she could have been pressured to go somewhere with a gun got raped through the anus and i still believe there was a rape and because there was no rape kit to confirm nor deny that's why they made it accidental i feel there was no rape kit to confirm nor deny so obviously either they didn't want to do it because they didn't you know want to come to that light on that yeah they didn't want to come to that conclusion or you know they 
obviously didn't want to do any of their job. So, I, I, I don't know. It's it's a conspiracy, obviously. It I shakes my core. It just takes me to I to places I don't want to ever think about because like it's just so rough. The corruption within the the police department and like um, people that are in power, like like I said, like management and like these hotels and these <clears throat> restaurants and stuff. Like you just don't know. Right. You have to be careful, and like I said, what was she doing up on to on that fourteenth floor? I mean, Jake Anderson literally, you know, asked them like, "Can I go up to the fourteenth floor?" And they they repeatedly told him no. I mean, he he couldn't go up there. Like he couldn't just get on the elevator and push fourteen. No, he definitely did that, but like he couldn't have a room up there. Oh yeah, right. I got that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. So it just creeped him out because he didn't obviously say that to them, but you know what I'm saying? Like, well, why was Elisa up there then? Right. But I wouldn't want to spark that interest either because then, you know, what if something crazy would have happened to him? Yeah, no, for sure. But he was so devoted in this case. I mean, you got to give a great, you know, yeah. shout out to that guy because yeah. that story was intense the parts mm -hmm. that i heard of, of the book was intense yeah it was on audible, audible guys so if you want to go look that up you can what was the name of the book uh gone at midnight by jake anderson there's a cup uh, there's another book out um called the same name so yeah it's jake anderson um i got it for free so i mean you guys should definitely look into it um but Anyway, so yeah, I hope that you guys really enjoyed this. I love to research in this case. Like I said, this will be a case that sticks with me through and through. Um, my first case and... I loved it. I always feel a connection there. So anyways, oh, yeah, I loved it. I'm proud of you. Well, not the story. The story was terrible, guys. That's not what yeah. we liked. I love the way my wife did oh, her job. You. She did a good job. Um, I do want to end off... Uh, with a couple things here because I mean this has been a terrible trigger warning here with this with this episode I mean I want to give out the national sex assault hotline uh, that's 1-800-656-HOPE again that's 1-800-656-4673 and you'll be routed to a local sexual assault s service provider in your area and trained staff can provide confidential support for you. Or you can always call 911 if you're in immediate assistance. And I also want to give you guys, um, just because we touched the topic, the suicide hotline number, because help is always available. Speak with someone today. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. And they are available 24 hours. And that's English and Spanish available. Yeah. Guys, like, really, if you if you need help, your mental health is so important. And um, don't ever feel ashamed to need to reach out to someone. And like, and like he said, it's confidential. Um, so it's not like, you know, if you feel overwhelmed and intimidated, you know, it's confidential. Um, but yeah, so thank you for sharing that. That's great information for them. Uh, when will we, we'll be doing a shoot the shit next. Yep. That's, that's the next podcast coming up. Um, again, this is your crime, 
Crimecon podcast hosts Justin and Katie Daniels, and this is the True Pro- True Crime podcast uh, with our spin of the case and suspects, and you know uh, everything's said again with respect to the victims and their family. This is just our lighthearted way of bringing you the case with as much accuracy as you know we could research. R.I.P. 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 You can also hit us up with case suggestions and add case suggestions in the subject line. The Gmail is killersallaroundus at gmail.com. You can also go to Facebook and that's killersallaroundus colon a true crime podcast. Join the Facebook group as well. Twitter is at aroundkillers. Instagram is at killersallaroundus. And again, also check out our other podcast, Shooting the Shit, where we're going to discuss some more current topics going on in the news, some social media and celebrities. Uh, Later, fellow crime junkies. Yeah. See you later, guys. Love ya.